Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Polo here is a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on Canada's Drag Race. Season, season two. 2. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT podcast. Clink. 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 How are you? I am well, Dr. Tom. You sound quite, um, I don't know, like you've had some diazepam or something. Quite relaxed. Yeah. Quite chill. Well, it's a, it's a great weekend and uh, the weather's just beautiful here in the UK. Um, I detect a note of irony in your um, voice. Um, a lovely gentle hurricane. <laughs> went for a little walk earlier, didn't and, we? And, a, and a, some soft hail. We, you know, we went out there thinking, do you know what, it's going to be one of those lovely autumn walks. You just wrap up warm, put on a scarf, <laughs> kick the leaves, get yourself a little coffee. Da- walk around yeah, dancing around yeah, yeah basking no, that the no. sunshine and the cool breeze but no we got caught in a very cold shower um but now we're <laughs> what better time to wrap up snug and warm in the comfort of our living room and podcast about we're drag dry race. we're warm and we thought you know what let's just get drag race canada out there people yeah. are waiting on the edge of their seats of course some people are. have uh, missed sleepless nights absolutely waiting for this moment they're on tenter hook because this week is the snatch game. It is the snatch game. So we've had two snatches quite close together, haven't we? Oh. Yeah, how many queens oh, do we save have? save something for later. Oh. Uh, we got nine queens left. So that's we have nine we have. queens on the panel. That's I a think good number. That's You're a good again? number. That's a good number. I always think like... Once you've got to six queens, there's just not enough room for interaction. Seven just about cuts it. Eight is great. Nine is great. I think if you go much more than nine... There are too many queens, they get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Ten is a lot for a snatch game. But nine or eight, I think, is pretty perfect. I think eight would be the ideal number for me. Eight plus or minus one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. our um, standard deviation. At the moment, we when we look at a track record, we've got Adriana, who won last week. We have. She had a win. We've got Pethia with one win. Mm-hmm. And then we have Isis Couture, who has one win, but she's also had a lip She's lip sunk, yes. So these are, so far, our leaders. They're our leaders. In this competition. Let's talk about Adriana's win last week. Let's do a quick recap, okay? I, I think she's a lovely queen. I'm still a bit confused by her win. So am I. I think I have rewatched the performance. I do think her runway was absolutely stunning. I mean, one of the one of the best runways of the season so far, and on any season, to be honest. And we often talk about, oh, they do Marie Antoinette every season. This was Marie Antoinette done right. Up also, there with Raja and Sadajin. Also, her performance it was good. She fulfilled the brief. However. Eve 6000, for me, was robbed. So let's talk about that. I think Eve is getting jammed. They see Eve as a really emotional person. And I will say this isn't fair to do to her because we were talking last week about, okay, she has got this past of being shady and she's clearly capable of being shady. We've seen it on the show. But I think last week we really saw that core of vulnerability and she's quite a insecure person who struggles with their self-esteem i think and sometimes the criticism she puts upon herself will manifest as criticism she directs at others and i i hope she gets on top of that a bit because i think it alienates the people around her and probably feeds back into her low self-esteem how would someone in her position um rise above that or get over that what what, what would they need to do what what does that look like they need to take the time to reflect on why so okay so you know if somebody 
brought a situation like that to to a therapy session with me we'd spend the time kind of i guess doing a bit of a chain analysis and just thinking about the sequence of events like you know let's say that she what's a good example when she criticized kendall Mm -hmm. that could have gone really differently if kendall had been a more volatile person i think um but you know eve could take that and take the space and i'm sure you know she could sit there and think you know what was my intent there um how how was it interpreted next time I have that impulse to say something like that, do I maybe need to take a little step back and rein it in a little bit because I've seen that it has this effect of alienating people. She'd have to want to change that behavior because of the negative consequences it was having in her life, but she could, if she wanted. Um, I I think I've really warmed to Eve because I've seen that vulnerability and I don't want the show to toy with somebody who I think is quite emotionally vulnerable. I mean, they're not as kind as you are, they, Doctor. Very few are. Very they, few are. They, they sniff something like this out yeah. and they really run with it. So let's see how she's treated because we've got another comedy challenge that could be up her street again this week. You're right. Now, our correspondent in the field, Leah. Hello, Leah. Hi. Um, she did let us know that, um, you know, in regards to the the singing, the, the musical, mm-hmm. Apparently, everyone sang live. No one lip sync, but the audio guys used their magic to mix and enhance the sound to make everyone that, sound better, which hmm. sounds right. That's one of the theories we had, wasn't it? That sounds very right. Yeah. Um, Thanks for that, Leah. Apparently, Velvet, who's the person on the podcast, claims that this is regularly done in live theatre too. I can tell you this. I've done musicals. I wish... They would do this. <laughs> you don't need it, though, Not that dear. I, but you, you know, don't uh, need it. Well, you know, you try doing a duet with someone who um, changes up the key. Who's not on your level. And I'm like, girl, like, can, you not, can you not hear that you're singing in the wrong key? Like, I wish that people would do that in live theatre. I had to have that experience. So then I had to try to change my key so that we're still both not off. It's just, I mean. I remember they went through a little period, of, but it was spotted really quickly and there's a big backlash against it. They started doing that in the, the X Factor during the live audition stages when they wanted to give somebody a positive spin it sounded like really really processed people like what you're doing to their vocals ah Mm. okay um apparently another point it didn't claim to be live in one take so they probably did multiple takes throughout the day and took the best bits uh, that sounds correct to me. Thank you very much, Lee, for letting us know. But that just really, stuff. it does let me, because because that didn't sound live to me. Well, what we said was, yeah, some of them sounded so perfect and you didn't have the bumps, you know, like when Gia was throwing herself around, that sort of thing. But some of the girls are so flat or off or out of time that it kind of had to be. And it's, I ne- at no point did I think that anybody was looking like they were missing a lip sync, which I thought was crucial and told me that I thought it was live. That stuck with me. Bob posted something about that this week. But you know you know when you when you do something and like every other word is an emoji. Yeah. She did one of those of that. It it was Yeah. Mm. That was an interesting week for our singer Eve. Yeah. Six thousand. Um but she definitely made up for that last week. Well yeah, I I think she deserved the win, to be honest. But um who else have we got then in our rundown of the girls who are left? Well we'll say goodbye to Stephanie Prince, who I actually liked. I I loved Stephanie. um, I loved her energy. Um 
I, I wasn't ready to see her go. I feel like um, every girl who's gone so far has had something really special to offer, and I'm sad to see them go. Oceana was a lovable, lovable right, person. Right, Oceana's gone. We've got Stephanie and gone. I really wanted Beth to have like an underdog. Do you reckon they'll bring someone back? Do you reckon they'll bring someone back? Well, we've only had one season of Canada and they didn't do it last time, but it's possible. It's the first time for everything. I would love to see more Stephanie, to be be completely honest with you. Bring bring Jimbo back. Well, she is. She's she's an international. Oh, yeah, but I mean... And she she did come back last week. And she won the acting challenge last week. Yeah. So, so, bring her back. (laughs) Congratulations, Jimbo. Um, They're starting to treat you right. Do you know what is so fake is that only now... uh, as everyone on the panel yes. and production seeing Jimbo for who she truly you know why. was always, you know that why, she was always you? a star. Why did they not see that the we first time around? Why. We both know why. Why? Jeffrey Boyer Chapman's not there anymore, squinting at her. Use your time better. Girl, <laughs> that's just not glamorous. <laughs> not glamorous at all. Gotcha. <laughs> I do wonder if he understands the word glamorous, um, the definition of glamorous. And then, then poor Rita Bagger was just in her in her crosshairs after that, wasn't she? Rita she just, Bagger. It was like the wrong time, Rita. Well, well let's, let's be honest. She did not know that Jimbo was going to go off like that, did she? Well, let's talk about you. Your wig line looks like barf. Your wig line shit, your makeup shit, your dress is shit, your shit, your shit shit. <laughs> you look like you dunked your head in a toilet. That wig looks like you borrowed off your grandma. <laughs> that makeup makes you look old. <laughs> <laughs> I was just completely out of it. Anyway, so the Snatch Game, it's going to be a lot to cover. Um, hopefully one of the queens, but let's have a quick look at the beginning and see what we can pick out. The girls have come back into the room. Again, mm-hmm. we'll say goodbye to Stephanie Prince, which yep. is really, really sad. Everyone's happy that Cynthia Kiss has stayed. Yeah, they're expressing they're going to miss Stephanie, um, which they're saying every week. It seems like a pretty tight sisterhood has formed. Well, because there's already a, um, basically, there's three girls in there who mm-hmm. are family. Family. The family. Family. But also, like, they seem to be genuinely expressing, like, you know, every so often, you, or quite commonly, really, you'll get a little talking head of somebody going like girl i'm glad she's gone but we're not seeing any of that uh, okay um but mm, there okay. we go but there's nothing else what happens the next day is interesting because it's the library is uh it's open and reading is what fundamental difficult <laughs> okay it's hard for some when no. you have when if you have no gcses it's very difficult so looking at the reading challenge who who was your favourite, and what did any reads stick out? So I guess um, there's there were some reads that I enjoyed. I will say it was a bit of a gentle reading challenge, perhaps in line with the international view of Canadians being lovely, gentle people. I don't know. Um, so my favourite read, my favourite read was probably Cynthia towards Brooklyn. Um, I think Cynthia is a naturally funny person. I enjoy her talking heads a lot. Um, and her interactions with people. Um, the whole thing about, um, oh, yeah, you know, um, you've left LA, but it takes a little while for the filler to dissolve. Some some the, well-worded um, joke that I've missed there, but I, I like the point of it because we've mentioned Brooklyn's little um, injectable makeover. The audacity. Gorgeous, glamorous thing that she is. As I've said before, these queens are way too familiar with Brooklyn. Like, Bro- she, she is... Brooklyn she, doesn't capitalise on it because she should have read her right back. 
and like reminded her that she's the queen of the of the show. She should have read her lip sync. You were just lip syncing the the week before. She mm-hmm. should have gone in. She's a dancer. She can. Mm-hmm. I'll, but mm, I mean, you know, that's. I mean, Brooklyn is just not that girl. No, but I've she never, needs Brooklyn, to be. I don't think Brooklyn is witty and quick off the cuff. Like, I mean, I, let's let's be real. Her snatch game. Of course. Routine. Like, Rue, in contrast, does not let girls... She, she makes it humorous, but she doesn't let the girls get away with reading her. When they try to, she reminds them who the queen is, you know? You've got to maintain that boundary. You've got yeah. to maintain that status quo. Yeah, that's Don't it. let them you've get got, too big for your boots. You've got to keep them in line. Yeah. You've got to let them know that I, your fate <laughs> is in my hand, Brooklyn, okay? I also enjoyed Isis's read of Eve. Um, never be ashamed of who you are. That's your parents' job. I thought that was very funny. That was mm. very... I didn't find that funny, Tom. Did you not find no. it funny? Do you know who's... Whose read I found Who's? Um, quite good was Adriana's read to Gia. Uh-huh. And it took me a while to understand it because I was like, why is that funny? Do you mean when her I explained read, it to her you? Her read to Gia was Gia, more like Gigi, not as good. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't get it. And Tom's <laughs> like, well, you know, because in her drag, she's looks like Gia. And I'm like, oh my Gigi. God, Gigi. She looks like Gigi. And I'm like, oh my God, that's right. She's done two looks so far that looks like Gigi Goods. Yeah. And and her face is painted like Gigi. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah, she's calling her out. <laughs> yes. She is calling her out. So Finally, I, somebody's doing it. So I was like, okay, good on you, Adriana. I liked that read. Um, who else's read that I feel was good? I liked Eve 6000's read to Gia about, I know where your name is geometric because your face is a, Face is a square. Face is a square. Your body's a something, and then your track shapes. record is a zero. Shapes. It was something like shapes, shapes which yeah. I thought was was good. We like jokes about shapes. Yeah, um, geometry jokes. But I didn't. I, I, I personally didn't see uh, anything else that warranted. Well, who would you have given it to then? Only to G- I would have given it to Adriana because I was the only reader. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> she caught her out. But it was given to Lady Isis Couture. And I, I liked uh, Isis, the only one that we saw reading a girl right back as well. Yeah. I think showing that her seasoned queen status, really. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. So she was entertaining. I'm, I'm not mad about it. Go, Isis. It's a real notch in your belt to win the reading challenge. So well done. It's like 0. 0.5 of a win, isn't it? Point, yeah. 0.3. I mean, it is. it should be recognised yeah. that you won the reading what, challenge. What percentage or point would you say it is? Point Not not half. Not half <laughs> of a win. Let's get on to the snatch game. Now, I'm really happy because I know most of these queens. Now, Isis is doing trans icon Love and Nino. And we only learnt about her from doing Drag Race Espana. Well, she, she came up a lot. And we, we learnt a fair bit about because there's a whole runway dedicated to mm-hmm. her. Um, and it's because the, the two Javis were the directors and producers of the was it HBO special about her life, which I really want to watch, actually. I do want to watch that, please. Um, and yeah, so amazing trans icon. Let's see if she does her justice. We've got Pythia, who's doing Grimes. I and love Grimes. The only reason I know Grimes yes. is because Tom's, Jim's in lockdown, <laughs> when we were forced to share the same mansion, We'll we'll call it that. We were forced to, yeah. (laughs) Townhouse. Yeah. We were forced to share the same establishment. Penthouse suite. Every time Tom would work out. 
because we, we, we have a home gym. Mm-hmm. Every time Tom would work out, you would play the same song that won by Grimes. And the I'm album like, had just come out then. What was it? That Violence by Grimes. It was just I, had like a really good rhythm every, for working out. But it wasn't. It wasn't even upbeat. Like for me, when I no. start to work out, it has to be like uppity. It's because you do cardio. Energy, energy. I'm doing weights, so I want a good steady mid-tempo. Back it up. I do both. <sighs> Barely. Tom. <laughs> Tom, don't try Guys, it. you should see the way he's looking at me. He's about to leap across the production table. Because you're trying it. <laughs> you know what you're trying? It. it. Okay? <laughs> Stop. Cease and desist. <laughs> but that's the only reason I know, because every single time you'd play it, and you wouldn't just play it once, it would be on repeat most loved, of the time. And I'm like, oh my God, the song Grimes is so depressing. For a while, well before she met Elon Musk, she's like amazing indie pop girl. But like... She's quite an eccentric person. Like she, when you see her in interviews, she's quite awkward, socially awkward and eccentric. There's there's a lot to work with with Grimes as a character. And she's got this really distinctive kind of like little lispy voice like this. So there's a lot to work with. <laughs> Adriana's doing Sofia Vergara. Great. Who I love. Who have we seen do it before? Sofia Vergara. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Remind me. Oh, no, she didn't do her in the end because Fifi talked her out of it. Roxy Andrews. Okay, thank you. Wait, did Cynthia Lee do her? I, yes, she did. Cynthia the, Lee Fontaine did her. I don't... I look, I'll say I'll say it this way. I don't remember seeing a portrayal of Sophia Vergara. Cynthia Lee was just Cynthia Lee, bless her. Wonderful, adorable person, but she did not channel any sort of... Suki Doll made me laugh with her impression <laughs> of Yoko her. Ono yeah. and, and then while she was talking with Brooklyn. So I can't wait to see what comes from that. That's a carte blanche to be zany, to be Yoko Ono. And she's she showed there that she's willing to go there and commit. Kimura Amor is doing Miss Leslie Jones. And we know Leslie Jones because she was one of the judges. She was actually one of the most enthusiastic judges I've ever seen on RuPaul's Drag Race. And it was for season... Season it's season twelve because she got into that fight online with Brit Britta Filter. Filter. Mm. Uh, so she's very eccentric. She Literally, is. She's she really is. out there, big personality. Exactly. She's loud. She's larger than life. Uh, I she's think got something to. She's got a lot to work with. Smart choice for Kimura because I don't think it's a massive leap from the persona that we've seen of her. Geometric is being either Anna Faris or Jim Carrey. I think she goes with Jim Carrey at the end. Does she? Yeah, I, I think her, so. I liked her Anna Faris. I thought she got the mannerisms really good. And Anna Faris is very distinctive in the way that she talks, isn't it? She's got that very, very soft kind of... And she was able to channel her really, really well, I thought. I think Geometric would be a great actor because I really loved her lith character last you week did. i thought it was excellent maybe she should be grimes kendall gender is going to be chris jenner chris we'll gender chris jenner chris gender was kendall gender chris gender she's going to be chris jenner <laughs> um mama jo. and then we've yeah. got cynthia kiss being rachel zoe who we've seen done by legandra stranger before and then eve 6000 is either going to do jennifer coolidge or bernie sanders i'm hoping she does jennifer coolidge i think she'd be a fab jennifer coolidge and hopefully better than scarlet adams is i know of bernie sanders but not enough to laugh at inside jokes you know yeah, not yeah, enough that if they said here. something funny i'd be like oh it would have to be obviously funny, not something that that's aligns with what he said or his political stuff or whatever. It's it's mm. 
Jennifer Coolidge, I think she's opting out of because she's known for doing that in Canada or mm. in her scene. But like, this is an international show. No one else outside of your town knows or has seen your impression of Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. And more people could find, more people know Jennifer Coolidge you know, of her. And that's something that I just hope she, she does. She seemed to have the, you know, when she did Bernie, she seemed to have a voice down. She made Brooklyn laugh. She seemed very committed. I think the visual gag is quite funny because you just wouldn't expect her to play this old fella. Um, so it could be really funny. They have to live up to Canada season one's Jimbo. Oh, one of those up there is a masterclass in snatch game you know she's up there with the viv she's up there with um like kennedy and ginger bianca Mm -hmm. just like the interactions the um the characterization um just being super duper funny and being on all the time Uh, we've said it and i think everyone knows what to expect um, if you want to do well, you need to answer the questions funny. You need to be off the cuff and quick, but mm-hmm. you also need to listen and respond. It's, they, they use that same analogy. It's that volley, but that, that's kind of correct. You need to know how to give a joke and take it and find a joke wherever you can from anyone. Find as a way your to, character. Yes, as your character. You need to look for, because a lot of them know things about them that are funny. Mm-hmm. So they need to listen to everyone so that they can go through that that little encyclopedia of quotes that they have yes. on their character and then apply because then, hey, bam, it's, it's, points. It's a really sophisticated challenge, really. And I think it really tests, um, you either you either choose a character who's not too far from your own thought processes, so it's second nature anyway, or it's somebody that you, you actually have to be a really, really good performer, mm-hmm. an actor, an improviser, yeah. and really have to inhabit somebody else's headspace. Yeah. Um, so just like off, off the top of your head, who do you think, who have you got money on? My money would be on, I would, I think. Kendall Jen- well, Chris Jenner could be funny. I think she's an inherently funny character. Yeah. There's a lot to do with Chris. Jenner. I think if Eve does Jennifer Coolidge, it would be funny. Yes. Yes. Um, Suki Dole is just funny. She's going to be our wacky girl, I Suki think. Suki Dole is just, for me, a funny queen. Her confessionals make me laugh. There's something about her that is just so charismatic. And mm-hmm. I, just, I just love her. And I'm hoping that she can really apply that through Yoko. I think Pythia will be funny because not many people see this, but I see that she's a true star. Okay. Yeah, a star was born a couple of weeks ago and I'm the only one who recognized it. Sure. Sure, Jan. (laughs) Sure, Jan. Let's have a look. All right, the Snatch Game. The Snatch Game. That happened. It was was there. It it happened. We just just watched it. We witnessed it with our eyes. And, um... Yeah, were you not? Were you not whelmed? You were a bit underwhelmed. Wow, well, I think I am. Am I? I think I'm quite underwhelmed. Let's just go through. Let's go through it. girl by girl. Then we'll, we'll. You know, it's really fresh on our minds. I, I chuckled. There were some good moments. Let's go through it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. On. Well, who was your favorite? Let's start off with who your favorite was. I think it might have been Cynthia Kiss. Okay, it might have been Cynthia. So let's start with Cynthia then. Um, I thought her characterization was great. She was definitely doing what Laganja was aiming for. 
but she had jokes. She really benefited from having Brad Goreski in the room, didn't she? Because that was basically like a whole plot line that could unfold. Yeah, I think she was very lucky on that one. Maybe it was a shrewd choice on her part. You know, well, obviously she probably wouldn't have known that Brad was going to be a judge this season and she would have come armed with the Rachel Zoe character. I don't know Rachel Zoe. So if you're, I mean. She's, she's, she's like, she had her show, didn't she? And she was like more well-known really kind of like early noughties for really spearheading that like super skinny boho chic look that like the Olsen twins and Nicole Rishi subscribe to, you know? Uh, Rishi? Rishi, yeah. Okay. Um, what I can tell tell you about what I thought about Rachel Zoe, yeah, uh, Cynthia's character was that it was it was re- it was a realized character and it was yeah. solid. So even though I didn't know her, I could tell that this was a character. I can tell who she was. Yes. Like, I know this girl, and so and and that aspect of performance I mm-hmm. could appreciate. There was some interaction. I really I really laughed at the. Um we need some fashion tape. We have a fashion emergency about Sofia Vergara's booby. Is it how she talks? Yeah, she's got like a staccato manner of speech. Okay. She nailed it better than Laganja did. My favourite um, would have... Oh, gosh, I don't have... I, I, look, I, I was impressed with Jim Carrey. So, yeah, Geometric was... I think the characterization and the illusion were fantastic. Yes, I was. It was the the um, physical, yeah, uh, comedy that for me nailed. She she nailed down a lot of the things that Jim Carrey's known for doing and for how he is, his energy, how he's wild. The sitting on the desk with the, with the legs crossed, the sniffing the 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 vivid. What do you call it? The sharpie. <laughs> the 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 way that he. Um, does his mouth very rubber faced really and then yeah and also the way he'll be like he's very very quick like do you know no yeah give it to me almost like somebody with adhd really i don't know if he's got a diagnosis of that or what i so i was convinced in his character i thought that was great i'm just gonna ask you you know what what did you did you like the running around the desk bit was that cool yeah i thought that's very jim carrey it was very jim carrey but was it wandering into romper room fuckery no okay. no absolutely not okay 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 for me it had a tiny touch of that but overall well, discard it because it wasn't overall one of one of the best characters this week was was detox as kesha would you call that romper room? Yeah, yeah, going walking down there and peeing. I thought that, that was a, that was quite a desperate grab I think for that attention. Was, that, that was desperate and vulgar. Uh, I don't fu- think there's um, something what, you know, even a drag do. queen is vulgar. They just get excommunicated. I, I don't think that this is on that level at all. And that romper room was Latrice's way of taking all attention off her because her character wasn't the best. Well, also it did get really chaotic in that front row in season four. <laughs> <laughs> to me, romper room. Have a twirl, have a twirl, have a twirl. <laughs> girl, Fifi. Uh-huh. You know what? Fifi's hilarious because Fifi is a girl who maybe can sing, but is not a singer. Someone who can like hold a tune, but yeah. is not a singer. But she's convinced that she is a singer because mm-hmm. she can hold a tune. <laughs> and so when she's doing these singing things, she, in her mind, she thinks she's nailing it, and especially when she did the um, she she sung for was it All Stars? Yeah, All Stars two talent show. That one when she sung there, how she was 
changing keys she was changing keys constantly like she she would start off one key and it was it in the next one but her face looked like she was beyonce she thought she sounded like she was so confident like looking Mm. at everyone like grinning and like clicking along like she was some chanteurs i was just like fifi girl Anyway, back to this Snatch game. So Gia was good. Another person who I did enjoy, maybe it's because I like the character as well, but I did think she had some jokes and some funny bits, was Pythia as Grimes. Okay. Um, I thought some of the jokes about the child and the child's name and the distribution. And, and she had a bit, she, she could have been a bit lispier, if you ask me. But maybe she was afraid of losing her diction and stuff. Um, but there were some funny jokes in there from Pythia. Um, about her child being like a non-binary disk drive and that kind of thing. They can choose to be a desktop or a laptop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know Grimes as well as you do, mm. but I'm the same thing with Rachel Zoe. She was, she was, she knew exactly who she was and where she was she going it, yeah. with the character. So th- I, I can appreciate that part of the performance. Offering Jim Carrey the pen was quite fun as well. Um, so let's go through the rest then, because I think we've kind of selected the girls that we thought were I the loved, best. I loved the opening line for Lavinino Isis. It was so good. I mean, she slightly broke character, which is a little bit of a no-no, but it was almost like just very knowing and self-referential. And she was, did get points for that. Yeah. And what, what was the question? Um, the, the question was like, uh, no, she, I can't remember what the question was. It was like the introductory line. She was like, um, um, I don't know the English language. My, my English is is not very good and neither is this accent. But neither is this accent. Yeah. I just thought that was, that made me laugh. I think Isis gets points for being in character all the time. And every time you looked at her, she was doing the sensual, sultry, lavanano thing. She was being every inch the sex goddess. I didn't, we, we didn't really see much of Chris Jenner. Mm, mm, mm. I, you're right. But I'll be very correct in saying that when we did see her, it, there was no impression made. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought I thought her characterization was good. I mean, it's a mistake to wear sunglasses in something like this. Guarantee the judges will tell you off for not connecting with the audience and with the the other the, with the panel because sunglasses are a barrier. I'm sad to say that Yoko Ono was her last name. Oh, no. Well, she had one good joke on the It was carpet. Yoko Ono. Because I was like, where? Why? Suki? Yeah. Suki, why? why? Where are you? She had one good joke on the red carpet that she deserves a point for. It's like, what's your favorite Beatles song? None of them, darling. I broke them up. She just deflated. I think on the snatch game, she was the idea she had in her mind, I think, was something like, right, well, I'm not really going to have like joke jokes. I'm just going to say weird things about how everything is art and everything is performance. And I'm going to do this funny thing with the bog roll and that kind of thing. And I was tickled by that, but I didn't really lull. And like the edit told me that she's in the bottom the editor didn't tell me that her performance told I, me I, that. I think with a you know a slightly different spin on a couple of her deliveries, I I I wasn't not entertained by her. I was really intrigued every time. Like, where's this going? Where's this going? Unfortunately, it didn't go very far. But like you know, when she was putting pork roll on Jim Carrey, that was kind of funny. I enjoyed it. I was like, this is silly. And she was like, that everything can be art. Everything is performance. Okay, 
Well, you you appreciate that. I appreciate it, but she's in the bottom. The biggest miss for me was Adriana's Sofia Vergara. I love Sofia, but like you can't rely on the tits being the character Completely for you. Agree. She was just like, and here are the tits, and this my snatch game is the tits. I felt like her snatch game was Sofia Vergara's tits. So I feel like Adriana's continuing Drag Race Canada's tradition of if you're in the top last week, you're in the bottom the next week. Um because this wasn't it, Mama. Um, she, Sophia Vergara is a very larger than life, effervescent, um, sort of sexy, lovely character. You know, she's really distinct. I would say she's very spicy. Spicy. And like, That's her. This was like Sophia Vergara who needed a nap. You know, she was so low energy. Exactly. Even the illusion was quite off as well because she hadn't, gone voluptuous enough with her her makeup like the lips weren't sufficiently overdrawn the hair wasn't like actually hair isn't that voluminous actually but it just needed a bit of extra va-va-voom like i didn't see sofia vergara actually i she could have gone bigger with the illusion and definitely with the character and i do think adriana's probably heading for the bottom this week i mean some i i recognize some of the quotes that she was saying but it was you can't just rely on the words you Mm -hmm. need the 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 performance to go with it you need the variations and you need you need the voice or at least an attempt at doing her voice now some of the girls made jokes about Brooklyn looking a bit like Ellen, didn't they? Did she make that joke? I yeah. Well, that's funny. That's funny. But She's that like, was about oh, it. I didn't think you liked me. You didn't invite me. That was, um, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to Ellen. Ellen. Um, I didn't, um, for somebody so, Colombian as well, I didn't think she got the accent that spot on. Who am I to say I'm not Colombian? She actually is Colombian. But like, I didn't hear Sofia Vergara. What did you think about Bernie Sanders? Um, just not enough jokes, unfortunately. Boring. I, I, I felt a bit more like I was getting, I was actually watching a politician who was quoting like all these statistics. I felt educated, but not entertained. It was like a TED talk. Yes. It was like a lecture. Yes. It was like a, a university lecture. It was the wrong choice choosing the, Bernie Sanders. Why did you think Jennifer Callers? Why? Eve, because, because Brooklyn laughed at her little Bernie Sanders bit and... One thing I will say is, and it would have been an interesting direction to take the character in, like she started to hint at like an undercover gay Bernie Sanders when what was she saying to um, the really cute panel guy? The Bowmanizer? Yeah. What was she saying? Um, something like, um, oh yeah, I can explain all these different positions and I'd like to get you in numerous positions sometime kind of thing. And like that would have been a funny direction to take the character in. Like he's this super serious, like socialist Democrat candidate who's like really serious, but being a bit of a kind of like flirty undercover gay. Well, it, it didn't go there. It, no, like she hinted at it and it didn't go anywhere. The character went nowhere. The character was just there. I will say the illusion was fun. I loved the mittens. Leslie Jones, uh, played by Kimora. I think she's sort of safe and in the middle somewhere. She's safe, but she was just Kimora. She was Kimora, but like the, that's what we said. She's chosen that character because she's not a million miles away from the persona that Kimora portrays. In all honesty, she did say, and I and I have been saying the last couple of weeks that mm-hmm. I feel like she's just being very Kimura as a, mm-hmm. as what we're seeing in confessionals. It's a very forced on 
Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that is her. And she did say this episode that she is actually quite a quiet person. And so she could use this yeah. character to be louder. And I I believe she is more quieter because when she when she does go loud, it is, to me, performative. It's yes. not real. So what I saw, the reason I say this is because what I saw Kimura doing is the Kimura that she's already playing yeah. in the confessionals. That's just her now in the snatch game. I fully agree. I think there's, there's a sweetness at the core of Kimura that she's not let us in on yet. Like, you know, she's a parent. She's got a really interesting story. The thing is, Leslie Jones is also, as, as, as large as she was playing her, Leslie's louder and larger than what I was seeing from um, Kimura. Yeah. She, is, she is louder and... And this is the word confident. Personified. She, she she was ready to stop production if she needed to for when she was a judge. She was like, yes. Oh, the lights she was the whole time. I bet you RuPaul was like, What is this? You got you going off script. Ru was like, um, I love you, but you're not coming back. Yeah, yeah. This is the last time you're ever coming back. But she is. She is un- unapologetic. She's loud. She's She's full of flavor, and I felt that if Kimura was a bit louder and larger, then it would have been a Leslie. I want to backtrack on something a little. I've written that it was Chris Jenner who made the High Allen joke to Brooklyn. Yes, but Sophia Vergara... Okay. She, um, uh, I didn't think you like me. You don't invite me. That's something that she said Presu- to Ellen. But then she's piggybacking a little bit off... Um, a joke that Kendall deserves a point for, really. That's not big, big. I think she really had that quote, really, for the opening. Oh well, I think you need to stop attacking. Who do you Kendall. think won the snitch game? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a real bounce back for Cynthia this week. And this is this is so far the epitome of a roller coaster of a season. Like people they love flip-flopping positions from week to week they are forcing these girls to be versatile verse plus 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 could you could you imagine and not even like someone f- forcing you to be versatile tom oh how would you feel about that i would feel affronted <laughs> um i'm offended and i'm triggered is it like it's not even like fake verse that people put on grinder it's like they're making them be real verse yeah um i i do think she's probably one and i think in the top with her is probably um geometric and Grimes, you're Grimes. Uh, Pythia or Isis? I think Isis d- stayed in character and was fairly compelling to but watch. But Isis, is, that wasn't the top performance. Okay. For me, the tops this week would be Jim Carrey, Rachel Zoe, and if I choose another one, Grimes. And mm. I'm going off what you say, but for me, it was more the performance. I was sold more on the the confidence in the character yeah. and um, the development of the character. If I had to choose the bottoms, it's Yoko Ono. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's, not Ono. Oh, no. Not Ono. Oh, not the Ono. Oh, not the Ono oh, no for me. <laughs> the Ono oh, for me. The Ono oh, for me. Um, it will, it'll be Yoko is in the bottom and she'll be there with Bernie Sanders and Sofia Vergara. And Chris Jenner. I mean, because I, I didn't see her, and what I did see of her, I wasn't. I wasn't. She didn't. To me, they didn't give her enough screen time she got, either. Yeah, exactly. So she got more of a. Generally, the girls who don't get a lot of screen time end up safe rather than total bottom. When it's the girls who get the the, the eerie silences and the wapapapas who are in the bottom. So well, Yoko and Sophia Vergara. And Eve, Which is Suki, Evil People Bottom yeah, 3. Suki, Eve, and Adriana. We'll go mm-hmm. with them. All right, let's see if the runway can save them. Mm. 
Before we get into the runway, you wanted to talk about a little conversation between Suki Dahl and Eve 6000. It's because I, I just, I'm increasingly finding Eve fascinating as a character, really. What, what about it? Because it was just Suki really asking, how are you feeling? Why are you disappointed? Don't be disappointed, girl. No, oh, basically. Suki was being sweet and really trying to kind of like react the way most decent human beings would react if somebody said they were a bit disappointed with their performance and just give her a little bolster. Um, Eve's reaction is so, so interesting. And this is exactly what I meant about her. (laughs) I don't think she does it intentionally, but I think she alienates people. Like nearly every interaction that we see in in this setting is she's either trying to draw in care by expressing her painful emotions or she's kind of like criticizing and attacking or being a bit prickly. I would I would love to do some cat therapy with <laughs> with Eve. Every time you say cat therapy, I just think I just see you in a room with cats. I mean, that would be my me. ideal job, frankly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. per twice, <laughs> if he hit you here. But would okay? be like what I'd be like is like, right, okay, that's a really good point. But I'm going to turn to Lily over here and ask her what <laughs> she thinks. <laughs> Lily, what do you think? What about mm. you, Lavender? Um, no, but I, I do think I'm not here. For those to, who don't know, cat therapy is, is cognitive analytic therapy. Yeah. is the modality yeah. that I've trained in. Um, I'm not here to because not everyone's in the business like I am. No one's Tom. in the business, so n- no one else. You know, no. everyone's like, "What's cat therapy?" But like, I know about it because I'm in the business. I'm not here to to, stuff, to diagnose Eve or even say that she, you know, there's anything going on that she's unhappy with. I'm just basing it on my observations that. I can see people being alienated by her in conversation. I've seen it time and time again already. And like, I would love to draw a procedure with her of this pattern because she, she, she may not be fully aware of it. She might have partial awareness of it. She might be fully aware, but she doesn't really know how to change it. But like, it's really, really clear, you know, like she said, she made a statement there that, you know, most people could interpret it as, as like, you know, she's, she's, expecting some kind of supportive response from that you know i'm disappointed with my performance you can't expect most people not to be drawn in there and say oh you know tell me about it or like oh you know you didn't do that bad or some sort of like pleasantly supportive statement then she's like um i don't need a pep talk right now and it's like (laughs) such a like it's not the the friendliest or warmest response and like i understand she's what's going on there i think is that she is currently beating herself up for her for her performance absolutely and so she is projecting that anger instead of at herself because that's difficult to tolerate outwards towards poor suki who happens to be in her crosshairs um and it's like i i, I still see a real core of vulnerability in eve and i think she's the, the, I think there is a somewhere there's a sweetness about and she's clearly very talented but you know going forward in life she is going to have to learn that the interacting with people in these ways probably isn't going to get her the results that she wants if I can put myself in Eve's shoes please I don't think Eve wanted to talk about it I, I feel that she's quite angry at herself mm-hmm. because she didn't do as well as she wanted to but talking about it and shining a light on it is not going to help the situation. I really feel she just she didn't appreciate that this is a conversation we're having. I don't I don't want to talk about it because it's but there's, she's there's, not really there's a to, way of conveying that. Yeah, that, I'm just that saying that's what, the people that's what she's you. feeling. But then when I'm if, with people like Eve in this moment, who is wanting attention one minute, wanting people to to give her sympathy and then when you give it it's it's not appreciated 
I that's too confusing to me. I I, so, I I I just I don't do I I leave you alone. There you go. And do you think that I don't, hap- I don't, do you think that happens to even real life? Do you think people choose to distance themselves from her? I I think be, I think her hot and cold would be it's not predictable and right. like, so I'll just be like okay, I'll I'll do a Gia and unfollow you and <laughs> so that'll be the response. And how do you think that leaves her feeling? Um, I, I think she should feel good about herself. No, I think it probably confirms <laughs> her negative opinions of herself and it feeds back into the cycle. Well, it's her fault, Tom. Well, yeah, only she can control her behavior. Yeah, but like, I'm sure it comes from some traumatized place. Um, well, just get over I'm sure it, she's got Tom, her reasons for living <laughs> in that way. But like, if she wants to, she can work on it. If she doesn't, that's fab. You do you, love. All right. Now, let's have a look at these runways. What was the category again? Made in Canada. So I found this a little bit of a crash course of people who have been born in Canada, and I didn't realize they were. Same here. <laughs> it was great. I was like, oh, first this, of all, we got... Can I just say, like, and I've been meaning to say this for weeks, yeah. One of my favorite Canadian musicians is Peaches, and she's such a queer icon. Really, really surprised they haven't done a Peaches song for... Or a night of a thousand peaches, even like I cannot wait until they pay tribute to peaches in oh, some way. Surprise, surprise! This week's lip sync song is. <gasps> I hope so. First up, we have Kimora Amore. So she's portraying Deborah Cox, but as Josephine Baker, because obviously Josephine Baker was French, but Josephine Baker is such an amazing black icon. You know, with her burlesque beauty, she was such a pioneer. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this out. She had this outfit. She found a way to make it Canadian. Because um, really, she's doing Josephine Baker, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm showing my agreements here. I don't know this to be a Josephine. Because Josephine was more burlesque than she was showgirl. She showed a lot yeah, of skin. She was the bananas. Exactly. And... The bananas is what you'd go yeah. for for Josephine Baker, isn't it? But um, this is beautiful all the same. It's um, I love this color on her, this sunshine canary yellow. Very showgirl. Love the feathered gauntlets and the headdress. Um, yeah, she may have made it fit the category, but she looks beautiful. It's drag. And also, I did not know Dibbola Morgan was Canadian. I you love her. You sing her I all grew the time. Up, I grew up listening to her. Mm. Um, she was the other whistle tone girl along there with Mariah Carey. Mm. So me and my family loved Dibbola Morgan. I did not know she was Canadian. So I was like, what? Education. That's a great surprise. Yes. Next up, we have Cynthia Kiss. Um, who's this character? So I do not know this lady at all, but Jenny Becker. Um, so I think she's a Canadian newscaster. So I'm just going to comment on the look, really, but I do love it. Another sunshine yellow. This is such a, like, 80s, like, double-breasted, power-shouldered, mini-skirt look. I love the big hair. Um, quite Mugler, really. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, it's very Mugler. <laughs> I don't like it. I like it a lot. It just looks like any other reporter, you know. She looks like if April O'Neil just, you know, chose not to wear her yellow boiler suit for a day and went for a... A nice, uh, it's a flick suit. for me, Tom. No, it's a tech. I really like the this tech. Look. It's a yeah. tech for you. Okay, that was my scar sex. And thank you very much, everyone. I'll be here till midnight. Tip your waitress. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Suki Doll. So Suki's portraying Sandra O, oh, who we love. We know her best from Grey's Anatomy and Killing Eve. Um, but she's portraying her from a film called um, Double Happiness, which I don't know. 
So I can't really comment on how the trench coat reveal into the baby doll dress with the big buttons represents the film. However, love her representing Sandra Oh. She looks gorgeous. Yep. Go for it, Suki. It's a cute look, and I love Suki. So I'm, Love Suki, I'm, love Sandra Oh. I'm ticking it. Go for it. Next up, we got Brooklyn. Sorry, Adriana. <laughs> I do not know. It's Vanessa Morgan. The a lesbian who's the queen of the serpents. So I don't know this lady at all to comment on it. Um I will say I don't like the fit of that corset. It's it's really bulking her out and yep. sticking out the top. Yeah. I don't know if that's intentional or not. Um like I do like the snake motif. I think her hair and makeup is a lovely gal. She's giving me kind of rock and roll chick. I do not like that corset. It looks like a big roll of cardboard that she's just fitted around her torso okay i i like the look i think i don't know i would say that it's a hit it's a tick i cannot not tick it i'm gonna flick this okay just because i really hate it the intention of corset is to create shape and structure and when it does the opposite of what it's intended to do it's failed all right thank you tom thank you yeah you're welcome geometric this is cute. And again, um, Gigi Good vibes. No, but apparently Gigi not as good. Well, this is cute. This is like a femme Mike Myers as Austin Powers, right? With the kind of velour and the frills. And I think this is groovy, baby. See what I did there? Do you see what I did? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, this is cute. I, I always like a femme take on a mask character, especially somebody as like confirmedly heterosexual as Austin Powers. It's reminiscent a little bit of um, Naomi Smalls' Prince look, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Uh, but similar vibes, you know, the frills, the velour, Prince, Austin Powers, there's a big overlap there. It's a tick for me. Austin Powers had brown hair, though, didn't he? It's a tick for me. This is one nitpicky Austin detail. Austin Powers also had pants, Tom. <laughs> I mean, where do you draw the line? What do I want from her, eh? Yeah, oh my gosh, she's here. The makeup is lovely. It's, it's a tick. It's a tick. Thank you, Gigi Good. <laughs> uh, Kendall Jinder was last year's judge, Stephanie McKenzie. Stacey now, McKenzie. Stacey McKenzie. God. Uh, looks lovely. I think this is the promo look, isn't it? Isn't this the look she had in the promo, I think? This sort of flared tool dress. She looks great. Mm-hmm. She looks fabulous. Love the braids on her. Really gorgeous. I think it's cute. I think that she really sh- she came down being really cutesy, almost skipping down the runway. You are a iconic supermodel. You are- I wanted to see you catwalk you wanted down a fierce there. Walk. I wanted a fierce walk. Okay, I accept that criticism. I think you know. Also, yes, Stacey is first and foremost a fierce catwalk model. I guess her persona on. Drag Race Canada was very lighthearted and bubbly, so she might be channeling a bit. I'm playing devil's advocate. She might be channeling a bit of that. No, she could have done a fierce runway walk to the front and mm-hmm. then shown her personality okay. there. Okay, I accept. But I wanted to see the supermodel. Yes. I think that the dress is cute. I think it's a, a tick. The look is overall lovely and successful, so good job, Kendall. Eve 6000. I think this is really great. So she's paying tribute to Carrie Ann Moss, who, I did, again, I didn't realise was Canadian, um, from, you know, probably most well-known for the Matrix films. I like this because I actually don't like the style of the Matrix films. 
I think the, the styling in those films, just for whatever reason, does not appeal to me. Um, I think it's very kind of like Basement Dweller's idea of cool. Um, and I know that sounds harsh, but I've said it. Sue me. Um, but this is quite elevated and drag, and I like the take on it. You know, she's got this structured shoulder. She's turned the trench coat into something more elevated. She's got this overskirt and the leggings. She's kept the black and the bright green color scheme that we see in the Matrix. And overall, this is this is great. I think this is really good. I think it's a drag take on the Matrix. I thought some of the looks on the Matrix were kind of drag. No. No. I think that I think you should watch it again. I've watched it enough, thank you. I like the fashion on The Matrix. I think that says more about your taste level than mine. Did I have it? <laughs> you can you. tell yourself that if you want. I uh sorry, yeah, I like the looks from The Matrix. I think that you're borderline tipsy. <laughs> Boardline? No, full-blown, thank you. And But I do like this look. I do love this look on Eve. So it's a definite tick for me. This is a, She also mentioned, obviously, the, the Wachowski sisters, who aren't Canadian, um, but they are connected to the community because they're trans women. Now, next up we have Isis. Isis is saying that she's doing Sandra O's um, character on Grey's Anatomy. Now, let's first of all, let's just remind everyone that she was a surgeon. Yes. And she's walking down in a kinky nurse's outfit. So, let's just call it for what it is. She made the outfit fit the category. That's exactly what she did here. (laughs) Now, if we look at it in essence, like, she does look lovely. I do like this mint green nurse's outfit with the cape it's very like florence nightingale very ratchet yeah nurse ratchet Ratchet. was she canadian no she's not i don't think so but thing is the thing is she's referencing sandra oh and there's nothing sandra oh in this look sandra oh has black hair not gray sandra oh is from canada she is from canada sandra (laughs) oh played a surgeon in a white coat yeah um in gray's anatomy this is what's the name again who's the character that we loved that she played well, there's um, Alice Gray, and then there's... We talk about her all the time. I can't remember if we've forgotten her name. Can't, can't believe we've forgotten her name. Um, I don't remember. It will come to me. We've not just not watched it in a while, but we love her character in, in Grey's Anatomy because she's such a go-getter. And that's the thing, I don't... Christina th- Yang. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yang would not like this portrayal of her. She would be offended. The first thing she would say is, I'm a surgeon, not a nurse. Yeah. Exactly. She Not, would obviously nurses are amazing, amazing. We love nurses, but they're a separate profession. Yeah. Um, and Christina Yang just isn't a nurse. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We've so, already established that this is a costume she already had. Tom, let's move on. Next up, we have for me the best oh, look this oh week. Oh my gosh! Pythia is Doctor Clara Mandrake. The the crows have eyes, and you'd best not look them in it. I love this look. I love <laughs> Moira Rose. Catherine O'Hara is, she's a godsend. This we, is, I love she this. Is, she is the second coming for the gays. I can't believe that she's actually the only one to go for um, Catherine O'Hara, because there's so many amazing Catherine O'Hara moments to go for. You know, you could be Catherine O'Hara from Beetlejuice, Home Alone. But obviously, Moira Rose is the one who's really captured the heart of the gays. I'm surprised she's the only Moira up there. And this is so meta because it's Catherine O'Hara as Moira Rose, as Dr. Clara Mandrake. This is grand. This is so good. And she performed the hell out of it. Um, 
it's just I mean it's just just bringing back that amazing plot line on Shit's Creek of the whole the crows have eyes saga and the audition and um the, the whole, I mean just everything about <laughs> Catherine O'Hara's performance is just grand it is amazing and I've always said it. If I ever was to do a party, the theme would be Night of a Thousand Moira Roses. Um, look at those boots with the crow's feet on them. The detail is fantastic. This is iconic. This is this is amazing. This anyway, is, you know, nobody else has seen it until now, but I've been saying it for weeks. Pithy is a superstar. We've seen all the Queen's um, looks. We have watched the Snatch Game. Uh, what are your thoughts, Tom? Who is this week's give me your top three and your bottom three so cynthia remains my favorite from the snatch game i don't think her look which is slightly less elevated than some of the others but i do like it i don't think her look should rob her of the win Mm -hmm. pythia was great but her amazing look should not give her the win Mm -hmm. even though that is easily the best look on the runway Mm -hmm. who is the other one who we enjoyed oh gia Yeah, I mean, Gia was 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 solid, and it's a solid runway look as well. She's fine. I think that's our top three. Yep. Yeah? I absolutely agree. Of our bottom girls. I mean, do you know what? The standard on the runway in Canada's Drag Race Season 2 is really, really high. There's not a single person who looks trash here. Would you agree? Um, I agree. You did flick Adriana. I did, but that's because of the fit of the corset. Okay. I am nitpicking. I am nitpicking. Adriana's definitely in the bottom. She must be down there with Suki because Suki produced the fewest laughs. Is your opponent? Is Eve 6000 safe? I think her look helps to keep her safe. Well, it's worked in the past, hasn't it? Mm. I do agree. Those are my tops and bottoms. We'll see. Yeah, Eve brought some great drag. Her runway looks have been really great. Yeah, okay. Mm. Cool. The winner is Cynthia. Kiss, clap, clap, clap. Well done, Cynthia. I've been saying it for weeks. Nobody else saw it, but I said Cynthia has the X factor. Oh, gosh, Tom. You're the living end. No, you but is, isn't it an example, though, of the flip-flop approach in this season? Yeah. But maybe it's just, it, it may be quite organic judging, and she was bad this week, Sometimes and she was amazing this week. I win, and then a lip-sync. A lip-sync almost turns that win to a 0.5 mm-hmm. it's no longer a one point mm-hmm. it's 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 being brought down the bottom <laughs> three this week was suki doll eve 6000 and adriana as, as we, we predicted yeah however i did not expect the final two i thought the the, the bottom two were going to be suki doll and adriana but it's eve 6000 yeah. and suki doll and that's who it is. And so we've got our, you know, our drama center of the season. And we've got um, who we have a soft spot for and Suki, who we have a real soft spot for because we really like her. So it actually, each week in Drag Race Canada, I'm a bit like, I don't want these girls to go. It's 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 actually been such a good season so far. Because Eve 6000 is the dramatic one. But then Sandra is just like Sandra. Sandra, oh, sorry. <laughs> Suki. Suki is just the charismatic. Oh, she um, oozes and it. And she just, yeah, I think everyone's in love with her. I'm in love with her, and I yeah. really don't want to see her go. Now, the lip sync song was Happiness. Which is a lovely little throwback. I didn't realize again that was by a Canadian artist. Um, I do want to say that it's really, really hard to appreciate 
a lip sync performance when when their intern is going for all of these close up mid shots, um, parrying around the stage, like swooshing down left to right, up to down, inside oh out. Oh my gosh! I'm like, can you just can I just see them dance? The past, can I please just see them dance? The past few weeks we've complimented the ambition of this intern who's been given a carte blanche, frankly, <laughs> with the cameras. But I think they had a drink or something this uh-huh. week. They went a bit mad. They're like, yeah, oh, close up now. No, I just think close he's, up, he's just so enthusiastic. Like, you know, when you first start a new job, or when mm. someone first starts a job, they're just like, they have all these amazing ideas. Yeah. And they're so creative and they're there to change the game. This intern is in there. He's, he's in his feelings, but... It was actually like quite out of focus a lot of the time as well. Like I do, on a serious note, I do think the camera work actually impacted on our ability to see who was doing well. But in this from what sync. we did see, let's 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 look at each girl's performance. It was it was cute to see Eve six thousand show a bit of um, sensuality and sexy. She did have a little reveal, which was cool. That was a nice moment. That's not a reveal, Tom. She opened up a jacket. Well, to see her brassiere. Um, she opened up a, and, and to see her mic pack and, and her padding and everything and, her padding and fine, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> you know what? In all honesty, she was just really hot. She was she, like, okay, I, I, she's like, this call mater- it a reveal, but I'm just really hot <laughs> this, and I'm going to faint if I leave this, this on. This material does not breathe. I am opening this jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in case my head deflates. Oh, I really... <laughs> oh, I want to come back to that for a second. I was enraged by that comment about her hair as she was when she was in Untucked as well. You cannot expect a drag queen to wear a slicked down flat hairstyle unless they are tiny, tiny, tiny and have like tiny conventionally feminine proportions. The nearest most drag queens will get to slick down is a boofed up, slicked back. Otherwise, it throws their proportions off. So it, that judge annoyed me by saying, yeah, well, your hair isn't really like flat Call enough to what it is, Tom. Tom was like, that little twink. <laughs> Tom was like, that little twink does not know what the hell he's talking about. Just call her for what it is, Tom. Call her out. Call her out. That I little should, twink. I should be more honest about my feelings, less diplomatic, but I just thought it was like unfair. Tom was coming for that twink. Oh, mm. he was Connor. like... Like, Jessup, you won't be yeah. getting a follow out of me. Put on a bit of eye, put on a bit of eye makeup, yeah. and he's a dra- and he's a drag queen expert now, isn't he? Mm. That little twink We've got a replacement for Jeffrey Boy Chapman, have oh, we? Mm. Um, yeah, but you know he doesn't do drag. He doesn't understand. I know. So in his in his mind, it can be done because he he feels it can be, but he, he doesn't know drag. He's he's young. What what is he? Fourteen? Can we say Connor? Maybe go to a drag show. Maybe watch. Drag race from time to yeah, time. Yeah, okay. and take Jerry Hallowell with you, please. Absolutely. She's never been to one. <laughs> I, I liked her performance. Um Sorry Sandra about Suki Doll. Suki Doll was just really cute. She's adorable. She's just adorable. She was no assassin. She was not killing anything. She was just chilling you know what she was just relaxed she i felt, felt like she was music. just relaxed on stage yeah. she, was, she she felt it more near the end that i was like yes do that feel that emotion i mm. love it i love it if i had to choose a winner it could to be honest it could go either way but i i, I do think that eve maybe it's it's a teeny teeny bit i don't know i don't know i can't choose i just i love suki doll so much i don't want to say i don't want to see suki doll go but i don't I, see eve go either really um <sighs> It's really, really difficult. Um, I will say, I love this song. Bit of a tricky lip sync song, because it's quite chill and mid-tempo. Yeah. And it's like you feel the music or you don't kind of thing. I think Suki like, felt the music and did her thing. And I enjoyed Maybe watching Suki her. Maybe Suki did it more because it's not a sexy song. Mm. 
It's happiness. But she was giving hands, 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 hands. I'm giving you faces. I'm giving you movement. I'm giving you hands, 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 hands. Suki, give us all the hands. Oh, let's just see how it goes. Yeah. It's a sad moment. It is indeed. We said bye to Suki doll. Bye-bye, Suki. We'll miss you. I will miss her energy, her spirit, her confessionals. It's like every talking head was just like a moment of joy. Yes. Um, I loved her. And her runway looks were fabulous. She's just a bundle of effort. And I love, like, she conveyed so much positive energy this episode. She had a little moment in Untucked when she was talking about she came from adversity. And she's like, she just chooses to channel that into positivity. What what a little superstar. Um, we'll miss her a lot. Um, I was pleased to see another <laughs> moment from Eve, though. <laughs> this time it's okay. But so last okay. time, there was a lot of emotions for safe. There's a lot of emotion for safe. We say bye to Suki Doll, and that kind of concludes this episode. We do know next week is a girl, girl group challenge. challenge. Apparently with a country theme, but the beat I heard was identical to the beat for Sorry Not Sorry from last season. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. It's not a classic country beat, I'm going to say. This is Eve's time to redeem herself. Mm, in a girl group challenge? Yes. Oh, she can sing. Sing. The singing. I want to see the singer. So she's going to redeem herself there. But that's it. That's Drag Race Canada for this week. Everyone, thank you for joining. Make sure you tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Tom is now in the thousands. He <gasps> is just going Oh, my God. Viral. Strength Aren't going you, viral. You are viral. You're yeah. a virus, Tom. I You're am a virus. Taking over. Um, t- t- yeah, take pride in that. Thank you. Uh, write us a review if you can or if you haven't. But that's us for this week. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.